and hi to everyone. Here we are at another Independence Day. I don't know how it's flown so fast since last year, but here it is. And it gives us always another opportunity to talk about and pay tribute to Bill Thetford, who declared his independence from the world on Independence Day on July 4th. 1988. For those who may not know, Bill Thetford is one of the two co-scribes of A Course in Miracles, and he was a very dear friend of mine for the last 10 years of his life. Besides a little information about him and his independence, we want to talk about our own. And independence from what? (laughs) And of course, the only thing that we majorly need to take our independence from is our own ego minds, our own critical voice that's not our best friend at all. And that ego, of course, is a convenient term to re- refer to all of our conditioning and programming that's gone on since before we were born. But it's really important to realize that this ego mind that we're so careful to maintain is not supportive or caring of us. It wants us to try harder so we can look better. It's basically interested in its own maintenance, its own self-aggrandizement, and it uses the presence of who we are for its own agenda, which is specialness. So sometimes it seems like it acts independently, like we don't have any choice about it, but it's really our own unexamined habit. So we haven't known there were other and better options and that we actually could declare our independence from this. So I want to talk to you just a minute or two about Bill. Many people think, yes, he reached a place of enlightenment and joy and an amazing presence by the end of his life, but somehow he must have had a pass because he was responsible for, with Helen, bringing the course forward. Well, that's not true at all. And if it were, he could not be a good guide to us. But his life was hard. He was in bed, sick for two long years between the ages of seven and nine with rheumatic fever, scarlet fever, and so on, that seemed to be precipitated by the death of his older sister, whom he absolutely adored. He never had a good relationship with his father, so it's not like there was a warm and cozy and happy family life that he grew up in. And the other thing is that as he was in his college years, he recognized and was beginning to own that he was actually a gay man, which nobody was willing to discuss or talk about or acknowledge. And for all of his life, his private life was very private, never discussed it, because after all, he ends up being a famous, brilliant psychologist. And it's the field of psychology that's busy labeling gay people as sociopaths and having something fundamentally terribly wrong with them. So here he is at the apex of the very tradition that's causing a lot of the trouble. So naturally, he stays very silent about this. None of that made for an easy life. Don't kid yourself. So anyway, I want to tell you about a few of the steps that he took to his own independence from his own ego, because what works for him works for us. First of all, he thought trying to change his mind so dramatically was just going to be impossible. He said early on, If this course is really true, then that means 
I'm going to have to change virtually everything I believe about everything 180 degrees. And that's exactly what the Course says. He said, everything you believe is upside down and backwards and is going to have to be reversed. Well, that's a daunting task when you stand at the threshold of step one, lesson one. But he persevered. He took small steps. He never gave up. He practiced as best he could, and the department that he ran, which was a a vast department that's way too large and complicated to try to explain, was immensely better as he continued to practice and practice. Tremendous healing took place. In fact, one of his secretaries, having no idea what she was saying, used to say, Dr. Thetford is performing miracles. If only she had known how true that was. (laughs) Now, one thing Bill was really good at that we need to pay attention to, and that is absolutely was happy to ask for help. Egos don't really want to do that because, after all, they are trying to compete with God and be the most important thing around. And asking for help is not consistent with being omnipotent. So a lot of us learn that, well, that's just something that we can't do if we're going to be cool. But he asked for help, and his prayer was help. He didn't need to be specific about to whom or about what because it was always going to be, help me release my grievances. And the long version of his prayer was, help me do this. Again, release grievances. And he just stayed open to all possibilities about where help could come from. In fact, about how life could unfold. He was just marvelous at that. He also was one of the funniest people around. And because he was so smart and so witty and he was so able to make puns about things... You just couldn't take your troubles too seriously. Not at all that he made fun of them, but he would help you see everything from a much more lighthearted way. Oh my goodness, how much we need to do that. And especially about the Course. If people wanted to get all holy and serious and somber about the Course, oh, he would never let that happen. He also had superbly good guidance. You could call it psychic, or you could call that he just followed his guidance, his intuition, whatever it was. It was superb, and everyone knew that if he said no or yes, don't try to change his mind because he was coming from that place within where he knew what he was talking about. And we need to do exactly the very same thing. Be absolutely as steadfast in following our intuition instead of whatever it is our ego wants to drag us into. And I have to tell you this one really funny little story. At the beginning of the course life, when just a few people knew about it, all of a sudden there was a knock on his door at his apartment in Manhattan. And there was a fellow there who said, I'm a new course student, and the Holy Spirit said I was to find you and ask you to give me $10,000. And without missing a beat at all, Bill said, well, the Holy Spirit spoke with me also, told me you would be coming, and said that I would not supposed to be giving it to you. Have a good day. One of the things that was most amazing about him, despite all the things he won, despite how famous he was in the world of psychology, having nothing to do with the course. This was in his own chosen field. He was a hero of sorts. And throughout both his academic career and with the course, he was a very humble man. As Roger Walsh mentioned at his funeral, 
unlike most who have brought forward brilliant work, he sought to leave no footprint. Now, that's about as non-egoic as you can get. He had not the slightest desire for people to know that he was involved with the course. He did very little teaching. I did a little bit with him in the early days when he could be persuaded. But mostly, he did not grant interviews. He did not want to do anything to be known to the public. He spent all of his time with a few friends and a few course groups in the early time. But basically, he lived a very private life for all of his life. But the idea that somebody has brought us a work that's perhaps one of the most valuable works on the planet, maybe ever, and he does nothing to try to take credit for that, gives you some idea of the amazing person he was. He was absolutely committed to releasing his grievances. And one by one by one, he did. After all, forgiveness is about changing your own mind. It's not about anybody else. So that when he moved to California from New York, which he did for the last 10 years of his life, virtually everything was cleaned up with everybody except a handful. And that last handful he took care of during those last 10 years. He declared on the 4th of July, 1988, that today is my Independence Day. And he repeated that way more than once. Now, whether he knew that at a conscious mind level or at some other level, no one will ever know. All we know is the morning of July 4th, 1988, his heart exploded, he fell over backwards, and he was gone in an instant. Bill was an ordinary guy with a lot of problems like everybody else. And he came to a place of enlightenment. He came to a place where he totally was willing to declare his independence from his old restrictive programming. And we can certainly do the same. We can employ all the things he did knowing he didn't have a head start on us. In fact, it was probably harder for him than for some people. So let's all make a new resolution that enlightenment is possible for all of us ordinary folk, and unspeakable joy is ours once we declare that independence. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. (music) 